Welcome to Hard Beautiful Journey. This is a podcast about addictions, mental health, and unresolved trauma. Do you want to feel less alone and more supported on the addiction journey you never thought you would be on? Do you find yourself asking questions such as, how can I help my loved one overcome their addiction? And am I doing enough? Do you wake up afraid that today will be the day your loved one overdoses and passes away? Hey, I'm Tiffany. I too felt helpless and wished that I could do more to help my brother who was struggling with addiction and mental health. I wanted him to find the help he needed and turn his life around, but I kept telling myself, it's too hard to beat this, there are not enough resources, and I'm not a professional, so what else can I do? I felt alone until I found hope through community, and I want to help you do the same. In this podcast, you will find community, hope, and resources to support your loved one through their addiction, and most importantly, support you. So grab a seat, get your earbuds in, and let's take this hard, beautiful journey together. Hey, thanks for being here for this episode of Hard Beautiful Journey. Last week, I was MIA with no episode, and for that, I do apologize. I don't like to disappoint and not put out an episode every week once a season has started, but I'm going to be real, real with you as always. I just didn't have the emotional capacity to get an episode done. I had some pretty low moments last week and it was just a tough time. I was working on a promo video for my website that talks about the reconnection coaching for siblings and it just made me miss my brother Corey so much and the tears just weren't stopping. And for anyone that has experienced grief, it can be very, very exhausting. And so I just let myself rest. And I encourage you to rest if you feel this way too. It did me a world of good, that is for sure. Today on the podcast, I have Rhonda Watt on the show. Rhonda is someone that grew up in the same town as me, which is Shaunavan, Saskatchewan. Rhonda is here to share her story of losing her beautiful son, Eric, to a drug overdose a few years ago, and what she is doing now with her hard, beautiful journey. I have been waiting for you to hear this story for a while. So without further ado, here is my interview with Rhonda. Hello, Rhonda. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm so so happy we are finally 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 connecting this yeah. has been a, at least a year in the making right yeah you betcha a year I'm and sure. yeah. yeah my dad reached out to me at least a year ago and said I really think you need to reach out to Rhonda Watt and um, she's from good old Shaunavan, Saskatchewan, and yeah. she has a story, a hard, beautiful journey that I think would be really good for your podcast. And so we have been in contact for a year, but just have not been able to connect until today. And it's finally yeah. happening. And before we could even get started, uh, my brother and your son were up to their tricks and trying to just say sabotage. Yeah, they were just trying to be <laughs> peens, weren't they? Yeah. So um, today we are going to be talking about the loss of your son, Eric. And I never imagined 
last year when we started talking that we would have this in common, this type yeah. of loss, never in a I million years. We would never have this in common. Yeah, but we do. And now I, I think I have more compassion. No, I know I have more compassion. I have more compassion and understanding yeah. and I get every single thing that you post and talk about. And, mm -hmm. and now I'm on the same mission as you that we need to get these stories out there and we need to talk about it more. Agreed. So we are going to talk about Eric and we're going to talk about things that you're doing now with your journey because of okay. the loss of your son. So how about we, we start with Eric's story. Okay, Eric was 19, just living life, loving life, got into the pot very young, which we, we hit heads a lot. Went away to Saskatchewan for a little while, started on the rigs, so couldn't do pot, so started experimenting with other stuff and found his mental health was deteriorating on the rigs. He was really struggling as a uh, he has family members um, that are transgendered, that are half black, and being old man on the totem pole, he was hearing a lot of nonsense that really upset him. So we talked a lot about his mental health and how to deal with that, like go to the gym, do the things that you can release some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But finally, he sent us a text and said, I quit my mental health means more to me than this. I'm like, yeah, come on home. You can have the basement, figure it out. Mm -hmm. So three weeks um, before he passed away, moved in, moved back, hanging out with buddies, really sheepish, just really not in a good space. And then uh, Halloween night, him and a buddy were hanging out, just gaming and handing out treats when we went to a Halloween uh, meeting came home all dressed up and then I rushed to shower get ready because I had to be up at five in the morning said my good nights quickly and the friend headed home and my husband Bill who is Eric's stepfather hung out with him watched the ball game about 10 o'clock Eric just said oh I'm done I'm I'm heading downstairs I'm ready for bed went mm -hmm. to bed Bill was up early in the morning, um, heard some noises from Eric's room, kind of knocked on the door, but wasn't sure what was going on. So came and woke me just before my alarm was going to go off. So I ran downstairs, opened the door, and uh, he was struggling to breathe. He mm -hmm. was lying on his bed, drenched in sweat, um, eyes rolled back, um, and just struggling. So I yelled 911, and... As I was yelling in his ear, he stopped breathing and I had to start CPR. Mm -hmm. I'm a nurse, mm -hmm. so it kicked into gear, mm -hmm. but never did I ever think I'd be doing it on my boy. Mm -hmm. uh, it took the ambulance 20 minutes to oh get there. It was a storm. Mm -hmm. I had to show Bill how to do CPR because I couldn't keep up. Yeah. I was getting pretty tired pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, they showed up and actually two ambulances showed up, did a few things. And then we packed them up and headed into Wetaskiwin Hospital, where I used to work, um, worked in the ER. Um, so we came running in. I ran into the room and everybody just looked up and went, no, 
that's not your son. I'm like, you betcha it is. You guys work. Mm-hmm. And they worked. They worked hard. They they were so good. They wanted to know his name so they could speak to him while they were trying to deal with things. The doctor showed up, kind of went round with everybody, looked at me and said, Mom, we've kind of done everything. I said, No, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. you keep going. So they did, mm-hmm. which in in hindsight, I knew I knew he was gone, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. So 633, they pronounced him. Um, on November the 1st. Night, yeah, November 1st. So mm-hmm. now I know it, of it as 111. Those are the numbers that come to me all the time. Those are his numbers of the day he died. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was blessed to be in that room when he died. Mm-hmm. Um, I was blessed that the people around me knew me well enough that they let me be in that room. We Absolutely. were in that room for hours. Mm-hmm. Normally that wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to people about that, that there needs to be a room for those goodbyes. There needs to be a room. I took pictures of his tattoos. Mm-hmm. I cut some of his hair. I made phone calls from that room. Yeah, I did. I said my goodbyes. It was really, really, really hard when they said I had to leave because you never want to leave your t- ever. Uh, as I left, I, everybody, because it was all over the hospital by that point. So everybody was coming to hug me and hold me and tell me they're there for me. And, and as you know, Tiffany, you, you go out the door and life is going on and you're just mad. How dare these people continue with their lives while I just lost the most precious thing in my world. So that was the day. That was the day. Um, It took seven months to get any uh, results of the autopsy. And sadly, I had to ask the doctor for an autopsy. Really? 19-year-old that died in his emergency room. And he didn't think that we might need an autopsy on this boy. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. And what what were the results? Yeah. Well, I thought, and I was Googling, I was researching, he was hot to touch. He was this, he was that. What drug? What was it? Like, what could it be? Of course, fentanyl's in my brain, carfentanyl's in my brain. All these things. I talked to my doctor about it. What do you think it could be? Could it be this? Could it be that? And interestingly enough, no fentanyl no carfentanil, was cocaine and MDMA. Oh my. Two party drugs. Yeah. So I tell people it's not just fentanyl on that that's killing people. No. Although every time you take a drug, that could be in there. No, so no yeah. optimum wouldn't have saved his life. He probably had what they said that is a heart attack. He was so hot, his body heated up so much that he probably had a heart attack at the age of 19. Wow. And died. And from was, that, was that the first time he had used that stuff or do you think he was no, using it before? No, uh, after learning more, no. Cocaine was the drug of choice on the rigs. Mm-hmm. It, it uh, releases from your body quickly. Um, we had all his buddies come. We sat them down and just said, this is what he died of. And there were so many different reactions. One was anger. Mm -hmm. He was like, I told him, I told him not to do that shit. Don't Mm -hmm. do it. 
Yeah. Just because you're going there, don't follow them. Like, yeah. don't do these things. Um, then I said, which one of you's tried this? Mm -hmm. None of them admitted to cocaine. All of them admitted to MDMA. Really? That's what you do when you go to the party scene, when you go to the raves, when you go to the music festivals. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was an eye opener for them. Yeah, absolutely. Eye opener. Yeah. And one of his best friends, it'll be five years in November, has not gotten better. Really? COVID has not helped this. He is uh, not working. Mm-hmm. He is in his own world and he has not come out of this well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other ones are getting on with life. They're working. Um, yeah. They're honoring him in different ways. So yeah. it's nice to see, but his best friend yeah. is, is, not doing is well struggling still. with the is loss. Still of- struggling. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. I, I'm so sorry to hear of your loss too. Uh, I know I've told you that privately, but yeah, just seeing what my mom and dad are going through with the loss of my brother. Like I, I honestly have so much compassion for, for you and, and Bill and, and know that this is ripping you apart. And there's nothing that can bring them back, but what we can do and what I think you and I are both doing is doing something with the loss, right? You can either go down a dark, dark hole yourself and not come out, or you can try and find um, a ray of light from it. doesn't mean you have to have that ray of light going every single day, which I definitely don't. but but sometimes (laughs) you can have it once or twice a week or once a week or once a month and so let's hear about what you are doing with um your grief journey yeah we started out right away um honoring him in different ways so eric and i used to go to hope mission and hand out food and stuff so the first christmas we didn't do much but my mind kept thinking about how do I honor him? How do I honor him? So the, the second Christmas, we, I started uh, on Facebook just asking anybody who wanted to contribute. I was going to do Tim's cards. Mm-hmm. Just going to go out. We're going to hand out Tim's cards. I'm going to carry my naloxone. I'm going to have a picture of Eric. And I'm just going to talk to whoever will listen to me. Mm-hmm. So um, did that. Just felt right. Felt mm-hmm. right in every way. His birthday the first year, I was trying to find interesting ways to uh, to honor him. And we, I went to the bakery and I ordered a cake uh, that someone had picked um, had ordered. I mm-hmm. paid for it and I wrote a nice little note about my son mm-hmm. and why I was paying for their cake. We did our own kind of cooked the meal that he would love anything with bacon he was a cook too he loved <laughs> yeah. to cook so yeah. we honored him in that way we started doing runs because Eric and I did quite a few of the color me rad runs and mm-hmm. the first year we did it that summer we had over 50 people awesome. running yeah. we all had shirts with his picture on it we were Eric's warriors and that's where the Eric 
Eric's, um, the grief warrior Eric page came from was from We Are Warriors. We're his warriors now. Mm-hmm. So it's expanded to the point that it, it, they opened a shelter in Wetaskiwin and I'm like, oh, good. We can go here. We can, can do this for Eric. So um, I showed up. Um, they honored me with smudging and ceremony and they heard me. They heard every word I said. Yeah. They connected with, he wasn't an addict, but was going down that road. He was mm-hmm. experimenting. Every time you experiment, God knows what you're going to end up mm-hmm. being or if you'll even survive it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about a week later, they were looking for someone to help medically at the shelter because they had COVID. Mm-hmm. So I reached out, said I can offer hours. I don't know how much, but I'm willing. Um, started that right away. The um, director wasn't long. She was offering me a job asking mm-hmm. because we were seeing the medical needs were huge in the building with the amount of people we were seeing. So took point six, gave up a lot of my other job and started mental health addiction clinics with two of the top doctors in our province came to Wetaskiwin, Alberta to help us with oh this. Oh my goodness, that we is were so blessed. awesome. Yeah. We were blessed. Yeah. Then we've had a lot of trials and tribulations in Wetaskiwin because it's a, we were right downtown. It mm-hmm. was hard for people to see people using mm-hmm. and the community didn't understand harm reduction mm-hmm. and keeping these people alive and what harm reduction means. It's not just handing needles and mm-hmm. clean supplies, it's connection. It's being there. It's, it's giving the naloxone when they've had the fall and they've taken the drug. It's them waking up and going, okay, okay, I'm still here mm-hmm. and so are you. We're mm-hmm. still together in this fight. Mm-hmm. So that we got closed there. Then they moved to another area in tents and we started doing outreach. Mm-hmm. It was difficult. They also, the city moved them behind Walmart with a bunch of tents, outreach, and then started having battles with our company mm-hmm. and not wanting us to be on the property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we found ways around it. We went through a farmer's field to a barbed wire fence Mm-hmm. And we handed supplies, we handed medications, we handed out food. Um, we continued the connection mm-hmm. that we needed for these people. So that finally they got another shelter in place. And the doctor and I continued doing addiction clinics. We would drive into where those tents were set up a table, chairs, come on down. Yeah. And they came, right? They came. They Mm -hmm. came and new people came. New people at Tent City showed up. Everybody came. Mm -hmm. So when they were opening a new shelter and going to close the Tent City, this doctor decided to open a clinic in Wetaskiwin Mm -hmm. and said, I need you. I need you to come. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there myself and another lady that works at the clinic. We sat in trucks 
we would chase people down to find them to do a clinic and do a zoom with Dr. Mosley and yeah. And do whatever we could to keep the connections going. You can't get away from me. I will find you. <laughs> One of the clients you. the other day even said, you know, do you remember, Rhonda, when all I could hear was, get in the truck and I could <laughs> see you and that you found me and you got me to talk to Dr. Mosley again. You did not let go. You, you were didn't going give to up. make sure I had you in my corner and Dr. Mosley. And here I am at the clinic to this day, still coming to the clinic, taking Suboxone, mm -hmm. doing the journey has fallen off and come back on and done this. Like mm -hmm. They do. It's a roller coaster. But it's they know I'm not going down. anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I'm in your corner. To the point now I have some calling me mom. Um, one young man who's indigenous is calling me Kukum, mm -hmm. yeah. which is an honor. It's huge honor. Huge honor. And just knowing I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. I'm this, this white woman who lost her son, who's on the same journey as you. Mm -hmm. I just want to help. Tell me how I can help. And if you come into our clinic room and you say, Oh no, I use this week. I'm like, okay, so what can we do next? What's mm -hmm. the next step? What do you want us to help you with? Mm -hmm. What will make this better? And what are they saying? They're saying so many things. Um, I'm finding, yeah, opening up about the trauma, um, residential schools. We have Muscatchies, uh, Louisville. We have them all around us. So mm -hmm. they are often migrate to Wetaskiwit for help. Mm -hmm. because their own um, groups don't know what to do mm -hmm. you know a lot of them are dry reserves so mm -hmm. they send them on their way so yeah so I'm finding they're they're starting to be more and more honest because they know I will say really did you yeah. really not drink this week I don't know two days ago you look pretty intoxicated <laughs> yeah. I don't forget dude like yeah <laughs> yeah so, and then there's the joke about, okay, Rhonda's either mom today or she's Rhonda Rousey today, <laughs> depending on your attitude. So they've learned to behave or they'll teach new people. So we've developed a lot of supports. We have a social worker. We have a mental health addiction counselor starting. I have another LPN that works with our medical team. We have family doctors. We have several addiction mental health doctors all with really different ways they do things. Dr. Mosley is also a pain specialist. So people are sending people who are hooked on the oxys. Oh, T3s and the everything else to find a better solution to that. So we're kind of the full meal deal plus low barrier. Low you barrier. Can miss, yeah. You can miss 10 appointments. I'll get you in on your 11th. You show up, don't want to see the doctor, want a hot cup of coffee, a warm up, go to the washroom good if you want to talk I'm here I have two questions the sure. first one is what do you want people to really hear and know about the people that you are helping I want people to show empathy <laughs> just listen like take the time to listen if you do you will be shocked I have heard the most horrific, difficult stories ever. And, and I'll often say, of course you drink. 
-hmm. Why wouldn't you drink? Mm -hmm. I can't imagine any other way. So just listening. Empathy comes in many forms. Either you listen, you um, give some food out, you hand them a water, yeah, and you hand them money and they may use it to have a drink. But if they don't have a drink, they might have a seizure. So quit mm -hmm. that in the back of your head that you're enabling them because harm reduction is not enabling if we keep them alive. Mm -hmm. They need to be alive to get help. And it might not be today. It might not be next year, but it might be two years from now. Right. So that was okay. going to be my next question is, is enabling harm reduction? Yeah. And everybody has a different form of what they call that enabling. So it depends on your own personal, what that means to you, but the words thrown around a lot. Mm -hmm. And, and as a mother, did I enable by letting him come back home? Did I enable by knowing he was using, but, you know, not really dealing with that? No, mm -hmm. I was just offering food, a nice bed to sleep in and availability to me when he wanted to mm -hmm. connection. If you don't, don't, yeah. If you don't connect, they'll never talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. And I've learned to not beat myself up anymore. No. And he that took is the pills. He did it. I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And his, his siblings need to learn that also because one sibling is really struggling with it because one sibling has dealt with addiction mm -hmm. and, you know, it's an ongoing struggle and said, first off, should have been me, mom said, no, it shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. No, he, he made the choice. You have to understand you gave him tools over tools over to don't use alone. Don't use in mom and dad's house. You know, you know, be smart where you get your things from. Um, you know, all the right things. You told him all the right things. Mm -hmm. He used alone in his room in my house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he took a chance. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of siblings, because that is one of the areas that I I want to yeah. be focusing on because it it can and it did fracture our relationship for many years yeah. yeah and but there was a point where three and a half years ago I I was going through my own hard time and yeah. I decided that if I was going to understand myself and mm -hmm. the things that were hard for me mentally emotionally then I I should give the same back to my brother yeah and that honestly was the words I'm going to love him through it yeah. were in my brain and they stayed there. And any time that he reached out to me, I just yeah. remembered those words. I'm going to love him through it. And that automatically reframed everything to compassion and connection. And as soon as I did that, our relationship became stronger almost immediately. Yeah. Because That's what he, needed. he could feel it. He could yep. feel, he could feel it. that sister. She's back. Yeah. She's and in that, my corner and she's back. Yeah. And that I'm, I'm, I'm not going to just hand over a bunch of money to you all the time, but I'm going to say what's going on today. Tell me yep. about it. Talk to me about it. Or Open I would up. drop everything and just go be with him and just sit with him. Yeah. 
and, or I would FaceTime him, even though he hated FaceTime, <laughs> like he wouldn't show his face, but I'd be like, come on, let's FaceTime. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even, or just texting, there was a point where I got him to do gratitude, daily gratitude with me and, you know, like Good. just, just letting him know that I was there. And so you saying that word connection, and I know you and I both love Dr. Jody Carrington and, yeah, and the her. whole thing <laughs> connection, right? Yep. That is at the center of this all, in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, we've lost that piece in our world because of social media, because of every way we can stay away from connection. We don't answer our phone mm -hmm. when someone calls. Like mm -hmm. connection is is human uh, response to each other that we need. Like mm -hmm. we need it in our souls, in my we opinion. Connection yeah. and compassion. You betcha. Yeah. Those two C and words. If you, if you don't have to the two together, you're not going to treat these people. I agree with you well. a million percent because you can have the connection, but still yeah. not truly feel a level of compassion. Where yeah. they're from. And believe them. Believe them. Believe them. What they say is true to them, whatever it may be. It may be off the wall, but it's true to them in this moment, in, in this time. Mm -hmm. And that's not the place or the time to try and debate them mm -hmm. <laughs> on it. Mm -hmm. You know, you may think I'm saying this to you, mm -hmm. but I'm not. No, they felt it. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And just keep listening. You know on. what, do you know what, um, I was speaking with another outreach worker as well and, mm -hmm. and her sitting in an alley in BC yeah. and administering naloxone and yep. him waking up to her holding his hand. Yep. Like even that where somebody best, wakes up and they see yeah, somebody the holding their hand in the world I had was sitting in the back of the vehicle during outreach with the clients, because I got to sit in the back. Someone mm -hmm. else drove. Another staff member was up front. But when I was on shift, I was in the back with them. Mm -hmm. I heard what they had to say. I was able to connect more. I learned so much more about them mm -hmm. back there. Mm -hmm. And my very first naloxone at the hub, when we got there, I was worried because I thought, okay, the first time this happens, Am I going to think of Eric? Am I going to fall apart? How is it going to work? So the first young man, I, I, we got called. We ran up. He was out. Another girl and I, she got on the phone. I gave the naloxone. We just kicked into gear. And then someone says, that's his mom right there. And all I could think about, oh, my God, you have got to wake up right mm -hmm. now buddy mm -hmm. so it became even stronger you have to wake up you have to live you have to mm -hmm. and he came around and he was good and of course he didn't go to the hospital but he mm -hmm. was safe we could keep an eye on him and then I went to her after and I said Leslie you know I lost a son and she said yeah I said I wasn't losing yours today mm -hmm. and she said thank you God. that is beautiful thank you for doing that mm -hmm. I'm like no, as long as I'm here, I will do everything in my power to mm -hmm. keep them alive until they're ready. Mm -hmm. Until they're ready to make change. And change is not, I'm going to be sober. Change is going to be, I'm not going to drink today, but I might use some meth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a step. 
-hmm. whichever one, or I have the alcoholics that say, I don't want to really stop. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to stop, but how can we do it so that you feel okay in your life mm -hmm. and you can do the things you want to do and still have a drink? Mm -hmm. How can we do that for you? Mm -hmm. There's many options out there, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Mosley will say this often. Okay, you drink, use meth and use heroin. I would like to deal with the heroin because that's going to kill you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's the immediate death. Mm -hmm. The other ones we can work on piece by piece, but that's the one that's going to kill you. Do you mm -hmm. have an naloxone kit? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. on and so on. So, you know, we listen to them, but at the same time, they need to hear why we would like to deal with a certain area because that's the one you're not going to wake up from. The thing that I'm also trying to help people understand is that you can't help anybody if you're not help helping yourself first. And taking care of Agreed. yourself. So how Agreed. are you taking care of yourself? Yeah, that, that was a tough one because as a nurse, I've burnt out several times. I used to work ICU and cardiac care. And I've learned little pieces, but not enough to really say, okay, mm -hmm. I'm really taking care of myself. When I lost Eric, I was Googling. Mm -hmm. I need to solve this. I need to figure out how to get better. How do I deal with this? So I was reaching every direction, found a beautiful lady. We've connected and we're friends forever now. Mm -hmm. um, she was my Greek companion. Mm -hmm. So she companioned me. We talked like a messenger. She lost the son. It was great. Now in the midst of really working hard on all this, I found I meditate every day. Mm -hmm. I um, have to before I walk in the clinic door. Mm -hmm. if it's particularly rough day I go for a walk or mm -hmm. lately we weren't in the beginning we weren't taking our breaks we weren't I'm like hey I'm going for lunch mm -hmm. so I'll have a quick lunch and I leave the clinic now and I walk mm -hmm. and if I have to I'll throw on some headphones I'll mm -hmm. just chill a little bit and release it all before I go back in mm -hmm. so I've really learned that I have to let it go and all my days off have to stay off the computer mm -hmm. I can't look at who they're seeing I can't read the notes do it when I get back when I leave I leave mm -hmm. so I started at the clinic four days a week and I said to Dr. Mosley quite quickly that I want to go down to three mm -hmm. four is too much I will do it to get you going I'll do get the connections going I'll get people in the door but we need to look at how we're going to and we'll need people anyway Mm -hmm. So an LPN who's worked with these clients, who's Indigenous, joined the team and has taken my, my uh, fourth shift. So I work three days a week, mm -hmm. um, which is better for my mental health mm -hmm. and work-life balance. How do I make sure I'm present with my husband and my children mm -hmm. and present at work when I'm there? And yeah, it's helping tremendously. So just finding what works for you, whatever that may be. Whatever walking it is, walking in nature yeah. is. I talk to Eric when I walk in nature. I feel Eric when I'm in nature. I've seen mediums, mm -hmm. lots of very good ones, and Eric is always around. When you when you talk about Corey and I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. the signs are there. He he messes with me. He's like, I'm right here, Mama, and he's proud as hell of what I'm doing. He knows every step of the way. It's in honor of him. And if we save one life, yay. Mm -hmm. If we connected with one person, yay. Yeah, so exactly. 
whatever it may be, I feel like he is just spurring me on. You're on the right path, mom. Talk to people. I've talked at overdose awareness um, campaigns on the day, which is August 31st. I've, I've spoken about them. And I try and bring the angle of who's a recreational user. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He wasn't an addict. He was mm -hmm. experimenting. God help you, young people. Mm -hmm. I um, talked just before COVID, just went with a police officer and talked at Camrose Outreach High School. Mm -hmm. And that was impactful. Awesome. And I wanted, we were working on trying to get it into the younger grades. I wanted to get in the very young grades when they're just starting to think about these things and their mental health and their, all the things that lead them in the wrong path yeah just absolutely. anything to remember remember eric's face because eric's face is impactful when i have him up on a big screen with his big smile it's impactful People i have goosebumps right now so i'm just telling you i yeah. and his his face is on my other screen right here yeah and his smile just like yeah. my brother's like in my in Corey's memorial yes. video his yeah. smile could light up the world oh I and know Eric's just, smile is the same. The guys would always say, we'd go to a party, Eric go in first, and we'd come in and be like, oh, forget it. We're dog meat. <laughs> We're dog <laughs> and he didn't even understand it. Yeah. He's everybody's friend. You know, he was the one that I'd go, where are you going? He's a teenager. It's like, oh, I got a text. So and so, she she needs a ride. She's stranded at a party. Blah blah blah. That's yeah. who he was. I'm yeah, like, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. He was that that good kid. for you. He was the guy that they could all reach out and Yeah, he was the guy that sat with his best friend's sister when his best friend walked right by her because he knew something was wrong. Mm -hmm. And she said that he would sit and just go, "Hey, what's wrong? What's going yeah. on?" Yeah, connection. Yeah. He, he was, was connecting. Listening. Yeah, he knew how to do it. Yeah, he was he really right good. -go. Yeah. So tell me about Grief Warrior, your your group. Uh, well, I blog. So it's been really good for my grief journey. I found writing is a place where I can let it all go and just speak whatever comes to me. And it's funny, my husband always says, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I think today I'm writing a blog. And then he'll come up an hour later and go, did you just post it? I'm like, yeah, it just comes, mm -hmm. just comes. And mm -hmm. it's often on the paper. So that started, I wanted to start blogging. And then I was putting out a lot of grief stuff on my personal page. And I thought, hey, people are probably getting tired of hearing all this grief stuff. So I just let them know I'm just putting it on another page. Just going to be his page. If you want to come check it out, mm -hmm. please do. Mm -hmm. If it's too much, don't. That's mm -hmm. fine with me. And it's led me to some great connection. People reach out. People just need to talk about their loved ones or children. I've met so many mamas who have lost loved ones mm -hmm. um, and just need someone who understands. Mm -hmm. And I'll say that, yeah, no one wants to be in this club. We mm -hmm. didn't ask to be in this club, but we're in the club. Mm -hmm. So the only other person who's going to understand you is another mama. Mm -hmm. Another mama that's lost a child. It's Absolutely. the worst. It's and it doesn't need to be worst. by from drugs. It can no be... anything. Mm -hmm. Like I have a lady who reached out. Her son was murdered. 
Mm -hmm. um they never found this killer to this day still not and what that must do to Mm -hmm. her yeah or suicide like Mm -hmm. and I say anybody who's lost someone by suicide or overdose there's a stigma Mm -hmm. sadly and this lady said to me but I can't talk about it Rhonda I said you have to talk about it yeah Mm-hmm. you have to because we won't break this stigma if mm-hmm. we don't talk about our our children mm-hmm. and grief as I've learned from my grief companion and all all my years here grief is is with us but mourning's outwards mourning is releasing it mourning helps us grow and soften and teach the world Mm -hmm. about grief and about how we survive it Mm -hmm. and I'll say you know you're going to have a grief burst but you learn after a couple of them you will survive the grief burst Mm -hmm. so just go with it and and honor it if it's an hour if it's in the grocery store someone said to me oh my god I had to run out I was crying I said just stand there and cry Oh shit. I I was, what store was I in the other day? Last week I was having a a tough week because I made that video for, and the tears, honest to God, just wouldn't stop all week. And I was in a store and I was like, whatever. I was literally walking down the aisle with tears running down my face. I was going through drive-throughs like Tim Hortons with tears going down my face. I'm like (laughs) grabbing my bagel and my coffee and like tears are like literally soaking my face. And they're looking at me like, oh my God. And I just said, thank you. And just kept going. It's interesting the people that will stop and go, oh, are you okay? Or the ones that go. Oh no, they okay. look away. <laughs> I'm going to meet her in the aisle. I got to go the other way. I got to go. I got to get the other way. Yeah. Too much. It's too too much, much, which yeah. I get. Mm-hmm. I get, you yeah. know? Yeah. But now but, I'm the person who's going to walk up to you and go, hey, do you need something? Yeah. Are and, you okay? And they will. And, and, and I'll ask their name. Oh, for sure. Who was your loved one's name? Anybody who asks, mm-hmm. what was his name? Or the person that sends me a story a year, year and a half after he's died, you go, I know those are the best to me. Yeah. Those are the best. Even like good stories, sad stories. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is. I had a young girl send me a video and she goes, oh my God, Rhonda, I found this. Not sure if you really want to hear it. I'm like, hell yeah, I want to hear it. And they were going to a drive-in and he was on his phone playing Pokemon or whatever. Yeah. And she asked him, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm playing Pokemon, bitch. Yeah. It's his voice. It's his face. It's, it's yeah. him. You like, can hear, him. you can hear yeah. him in, yes. in that story. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. It just, <laughs> it keeps you, keeps them alive for a yeah, little bit. It right? does. Yeah. It does. It just, it gives me another, whew, there yeah. he is again. There he is. Where can people reach you, Rhonda? Well, Facebook's probably the simplest. You'll find me under Grief Warrior Eric. It's a a page all by itself. And then the connection to the blog is right there. Um, Anytime you want to message me, Facebook, Rhonda Ott, go ahead, connect up with me. If you need help, I'm, I'm willing to listen. Jody had 
Jody Carrington, I did my interview with her. And then the next week she was at the cameras um, doing a grief um, talk. Yeah. And, and a lady, Jody brought her up to me and said, hey, she came to meet you. Yeah, yeah. Not me. Yeah. She's one of my biggest fans, but she needed to talk to you because her daughter is dealing with fentanyl mm -hmm. addictions and left left rehab back to it so mm -hmm. on and so on I'm like hey and that's how talk. we get let's our connect. stories out there right let's talk yeah mm -hmm. whatever I can offer to help mm -hmm. unless I'm in a clinic exactly we can do it virtually from wherever your child is mm -hmm. if they're willing to just mm -hmm. look at me on the screen let's mm -hmm. chat let's chat sometimes that's all it takes is just one person I always say to. every person that walks in that door that was the hardest step you'll ever make just going just through the door walking in the door mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. good on you good on you yeah so I end every interview with something I am grateful for and I am grateful for my dad sending me in your direction a year ago because like I said at the beginning, I never imagined that I would be in the same situation as you. I remember when you sent me the message through Facebook mm -hmm. and I was like, oh no, mm -hmm. another family, a mm -hmm. family I know. Mm -hmm. I know. So I'm, I'm just grateful for you. I'm grateful for this conversation. I'm grateful for what you're doing and mm -hmm. that you. your taking your grief and Eric's memory and doing something for other people and remembering that these are real people. They are real people. Yeah. Every day you got to remember and the stats are going up and up and mm -hmm. it's getting scary out there. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm on Instagram too. I'm Bill's chick. Bill's so chick. Find me that way. <laughs> but yeah, the stats are scary. So mom, stop the harm. If you've ever lost someone to overdose, they have a siblings group. They have healing hearts just for the, anyone who's lost someone. They do a lot of advocacy work, mm -hmm. which I'm a part of. So if that's something that might help, mm -hmm. look all, all across Canada, we're all mm -hmm. across Canada now. So you can find something in your area, hopefully mm -hmm. help you out a little with it. For sure. But reach out. Reach out. What are you grateful for today, Rhonda? I'm grateful that we met too. I'm grateful. It's interesting because I remember Corey as a, I was young and I remember him and being, it's hard to say, but I knew something was off as, mm -hmm. a, as a young guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something. And to bring us back around, because I know your dad, he's played in the bands. I, mm -hmm. yeah, always knew him to, to reconnect mm -hmm. and just be a part of your journey mm -hmm. as you're doing what you need to do now for the siblings. Like mm -hmm. we can be a force. We Moms, can. siblings, everybody mm -hmm. going the same direction and connecting and empathizing and listening. We could all make this world a better place absolutely and that's what we are doing and going to do more of you bet right. i agree 
I am so grateful again for your time. And I can't wait for people to hear this interview and learn more about what you're doing and what other people can do yes. in, in the face of their grief. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's just love your loved ones and, and honor them, whatever way is important to you and them, whatever that may be. It's different mm-hmm. for everybody. And don't say, Oh my God, she got through her, her grief so quickly. I'm not through my grief. Mm-mm. There are days I don't get up. There are days I'm like, hell no, mm-hmm. go away from me, everybody. So don't think that if someone looks like they're doing better, they're, you're not seeing the whole picture. So mm-hmm. just yeah. don't compare yourself and just be gentle, be gentle. and take care of yourself, whatever exactly. that may be for you. Yeah. That, that, in my opinion, is number one. Take care of yourself first. You bet. Then you can help whoever you want to help in whatever way. So mm-hmm. you can't be good for your children if you're just a mess constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to cry. Let them see you cry. Let mm-hmm. them see you mourn and struggle. But make sure that when they need you, that you're available. That exactly. you can try and go, oh, okay, let's listen. Exactly. What do you need from me right now? What can I help you with right now? And if you can't do it right now, say, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, tomorrow I can do it. So yeah, just be there yes. for them. You bet. Thank you again so much for your time. I yeah. really appreciate it. You bet. Thank you for doing this. This is great. Thank good you. Good podcast. Thank Lots you. That's good information for everyone. Thank you. Rhonda, you are doing amazing work in Eric's name, and you should be so proud of the lives that you have impacted in so many ways. I am truly, truly sorry that your beautiful son was taken from your lives due to drugs, just like my brother was. If you are a parent and need support from losing a child in any manner, please look up Rhonda's Facebook group called Grief Warrior. They will wrap you in love and support. Speaking of Facebook groups, I also have a private Facebook group called Finding Hope Through Your Siblings Addiction. I would love if you would let anyone know that is dealing with this, that there is a place of support for them as well. And I would love for you to join. This hard, beautiful journey is much easier with someone to walk it with. We weren't meant to do any of this alone. Again, the name is Finding Hope Through Your Siblings Addiction. Thank you again for being here and listening. It truly means so much to me that you take the time to listen. Until next time, please be kind and stay well. Bye-bye.